Welcome to Observing Others, the People Watching People podcast. How have we been doing? Hi. Causing trouble, having fun. Jeremy, so glad to see you here today. You too, Danielle. Oh, welcome. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having us. And of course, we're here on a Monday. Media Kit Monday. And we call it Media Kit Monday because we try to do some collaborating with both the podcast and some videos. Jeremy, how do you think the video part went today? I think it went pretty solid, but what I'm excited about is we have a couple more guests now. So I think after this, and then we'll have somebody else facilitate it. Oh, that's true. Where I think it should be a, another, even another home run. And outside the box, I would say typically two videos. Because what we shot earlier would be like that B-roll. And then I think this next one would be that that actual, actual footage. Yeah, almost like we did a run-through. Because Jeremy, he brought some balls today. It's we're all about the balls today. And, and uh, uh, those of you who know Jeremy, he, I'm going to let him tell us about what he does with pool balls. But he brought some soccer balls that are actually pool ball colors. How about that? Does that describe him? I love it. Pool ball racing. Pool ball racing. Welcome, welcome, race fans. The next major race, the next major sport, treadmill pool ball racing. <laughs> Who's going to pull the W? Are you going team solids? Are you going team stripes? Last ball on the track gets the win. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, see, so I've watched it live. Do you do that? That's he does. Great. <laughs> he, he, has, he has the best, uh, um, what is a moderator voice going on for the races. Play-by-play. Play. Jeremy does a great play-by-play. Play. So, Who knew? Who knew? So, if you haven't, so the ones we use today, we tried to juggle around. Um, and we'll, again, like you said, we'll use those a little bit later, but... Um, it was really uh, cool to watch my first time watching Jeremy do the pool ball racing. A lot of people think it sounds corny, but when you get it to watch it, it's it's really addictive. And he uses different props and things sometimes to make those balls because it's the last pool ball on the treadmill standing is the gets the W. So coming out yesterday, we did a breast cancer awareness. We started last Wednesday, finished yesterday. Like to announce the two ball Bluetooth. Formerly known as Sonic, won the trophy, came home, went the champion, beat the nine ball, dirty nine by one. And then this coming next week, we're doing the uh, Halloween theme series. So we got 16 different little pumpkins. Oh, yeah. We're in the process of carving out the pool balls into the pumpkins. They'll be lit up. Come check it out, folks. That will be so awesome. Danielle, what did you think of our uh, ball tossing experience today? I think it was fun. It was so silly. And the great thing about the video content is even though we were all talking and saying stuff, you can easily mute it and put some music to it and it doesn't, none of it matters. Um, and right. because we shot so much, like maybe a minute worth, everybody might have a different 15 second clip that they pull from it. So it's all the same, but yet it could all come out different based on those extra added elements that you put on with it. Right. And we've used the hello, my name is a uh, whiteboards before. So we've, uh, we've changed that, um, collaboration today to use those these new uh, soccer ball style pool ball colors in our um, multiple camera tripod. I mean, when you see this tripod, folks, you, he's got this board and he's able to put like five or six cameras on their own little mini tripods and we film concurrently or contiguously, whatever the word is, at the same time, everybody's filming the same content and sending it down their own social media um, outlets. And so one piece of content together, we call it the collaboratory, right? What do you think of the collaboratory Collabor today? I like that. I, like I said, I think it's 
it'll be interesting because even though we all film the same content, we're all going to produce a different piece of content based on the section of the clip that you choose right. to use. Different music too. So we have a veteran in the house. She's been to a, the collaboratory before. She has been what we call a confluencer, which is a confluence, again, is the word to describe two or three or more tributaries that flow together into one larger body of water or stream. So Angie, thank you for being a confluencer once again with us. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me again. You are so welcome. And thank you for, sh for being here. And what did you think of the crazy balls that we were playing with? <laughs> you know, I am not a very good juggler. Okay. And I'm an okay catcher. That's what I discovered today. You yeah. were juggling. I was the only person who was like, I can't, I don't know how to juggle two of these. I can't do it. But, but it's always fun. And it's kind of interesting how we just take these little snippets and that it creates this content. It was really fast and easy. It wasn't hard. Right. I, I loved it because, again, just seeing these larger um, pool balls, it was. So I made, a, I made a graphic for Jeremy. I made like 15 Jeremys and stuck them all on all of the colors of a pool ball. And I racked them up on this little um, graphic that I did. And I'm going to use that as the as the podcast cover pick today will be Jeremy's multiple Jeremy's on all. It seems of so overwhelming. It just the multiple Jeremy. <laughs> you, you have to admit it was a really pretty cool graphic though. Well played. It was, yeah. it was. So, to see it come well, out. did you do different Jeremy's different lengths of beards? No, no the same Jeremy. But here's so a the week, thing. a week of Jeremy's because his beard just grows like from yeah. nothing to full yeah. beard in a week. <laughs> you could have like different <laughs> seasons. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I changed the colors of the shirts though to match the balls and the stripes. Solid tops with sleeves that were white, huh? See, I I was I was made to be multiple. Yeah, multiple balls, multiple beards, multiple. A little bit of everything. Hey, we might as well talk about the Jeremy's while we have you here, and Angie can relate to this. We talked about eat. We've been using the word B for a while. We're going to move to E today. And when Jeremy creates social media, there's three E's that I am familiar with that are like the quintessence or the hallmark of what he wants to have happen in his social media. Number one is educate. Yes. He's able to take content and educate. Um, do you use educational content in any of your social media, Danielle? I will in multiple factors. We educate people on everything that we do at OPA as well as um, let people know about the education that we actually provide. Yeah. And Angie, how about you? This is why I'm here. So I can learn how to start doing the social media with education and, and, and doing more live video right. where my, my content has just been what it's provided through my company and and I, that's why I'm here to learn from you and well, I'm, I'm so glad that gleam you from all your knowledge, I'm like glad personalize you, it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's excellent that you're back because you're, you're able to see the growth that that's happened since the last time you were here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've even changed rooms. We're now in the creator stage in the black box. So we were in the desert. We are in the desert. We, we are, are in the we desert. We are currently sitting in Tuna, Texas. Um, at the end of the greater tuna. It's uh, 105 show. degrees, even though it's really not, but it feels like 105 when I'm in this backdrop. Right. Yeah. Tuna, Texas. That is the, so we love this, this uh, stage. We'll use it as often as we can. We've recorded in the conference room here at OPA, as well as on the main stage floor. So this is our first time here on a media kit Monday using these. And if you'll notice the, the, the lights that, uh, that are by, that are in front of us, we can put some uh, 
cell phones in there and do some content sometimes too using the actual circle lights or whatever they call those. So it'll be fun to do some content that educates. The number two E for, that I'd like is engagement. So he engages his uh, audience. I, I've sometimes done a lot of soliloquy in words and, and I'm, I'm still working up to be me in front of the camera. Like I've done that once, but I write a lot and, and I, I write these little essays and it doesn't really engage people. So finally I'm like, Hey, I should start trying to engage people by asking a question or doing something. And the last couple of posts that I've stuck on LinkedIn have had more engagement because it is about having that, um, reciprocal collaborative communication, even, even without video, but video is kind of still where it's at. What's the third E Jeremy, the big entertain. Yes. And don't you think that, that the cups that Jeremy, I think he first started with cups, but Jeremy would stack all these cups and then knock them all down. And you're like, how many times can he do this? But millions of viewers have loved watching these cups cascade down to the floor that he stacked in these, you know, he's used, so he uses um, soda cups and makes some towers and then puts some beautiful music with it and knocks them down. Still works. Even the stairs is the newer one, right? Stairs is new? Yeah, well, and I guess stairs is like a long time ago, Oh, but now it's back. Stairs and is now, back. So it's new. So Good. it's actually the most viewed video ever, and it was like, you know, two and a half years ago. Right. But I didn't have access to stairs is the same over the last little bit. But... um. And then you have the blocks as well. But I think what I kind of the challenge to take home is can you create the content where it, the audience engages and you get the same outcome of what you'd want to say? So this really kind of puts it back on instead of the, it being about you, try to make it about them and, you know, kind of evolve. So a lot of times you'll see in the comments what you want said in the video so Excellent. i guess that would be kind of my my uh, two cents worth the day is to try to create the content to where the audience will make the commentary right right in fact yeah. the phrase we've used here on the show we'll use again instead of pushing content we pull context we find out from their point of view what's going on which That's is which is great in that engagement realm because in social media, like you said, Kelly, oh, I need to ask more questions, but you can't actually ask a question and use a question mark because sometimes it messes up with the algorithm because oh. um, yeah. everybody's everybody starts doing that. So you do like, is it a this or that or raise your hand? Like you try to get people to engage in a way without asking questions, and that's how that organic conversation comes up. Um, but yeah, like, like that's a little tip. Like never put an actual question mark or do or use the what, so who, why, what, why, why whatever. You have to you have to come up with a clever way of asking a question, expecting an answer without truly asking a question. That is awesome. Angie, are you are you uh feeling it now? Are you really liking what you're doing here? I, I my mind is blown to figure out how to ask a question without Asking a question. Right. It's like, uh, are you team uh, ham or bacon? You know, so you're not really, and you don't have to put the question mark or it's just, it's just um, again, like, so if you're in real estate, it was like, do uh, A or B, but yeah. not use the question mark. So oh, people, yeah. So people can engage and make that answer. Kind of give or, that multiple choice. But you don't say, what is your favorite blah? Yeah. yeah. Or you the give, you give You give the options. Yeah. Or you domino race. Domino race. Or say we do two balloons. And one's A and one's B, and you're gonna pop both of them, 
But right there, you're you're not even have to say anything. They already visually can see A and or they'll, B. They'll choose right? one, yeah. It's one of those, yeah. and then you know. So, um, so outside the box, sometimes you know the message that you want to get across, and you can kind of lead them that way without necessarily ever. So my biggest hiccup with most people right now is, or businesses, they always think they have to do their brand blurbage in the back, like right at the last two seconds. And I would say is like, why not have a mug that has it on there or something? Um, or smile on the tablecloth. Smile on the tablecloth. Well, that's how advertising's being done in movies now is right. they co- there's placement. a Coke oh. <laughs> on, and they're paying to have product placement, or they're going to a... A certain restaurant, which is, you know, that's how they're doing it. it that's how advertising's going in the movies. So the same idea. Which used yeah. to happen all the time, and then it kind of went away for a while, and yeah. now you're like, oh, oh, Pringles. Pringles is part of that. They're they're on it, and it's well, great. The subtle. Well, the you're subtle starting to see it a lot. I mean, you have a lot of channels that don't have commercials. Right. Um, and so you have to almost create some type of way to fund these really. I mean, we're we are getting TV shows that are almost as – Sometimes better than what you're getting in the movie theater, I hate to say. Yep, a lot of streaming. Yeah, yeah, and product placement. Well, Angie, thanks for being with us. We're going to put somebody else on the hot seat here, but we appreciate you joining us it's again. It's not the hot seat. It's the fun seat. Okay, I'm sorry I call it the hot seat. <laughs> well, thanks for having fun me. Seat. Thanks for being in the very fun seat. And uh, it's always it's always great to have Angie with us, and we're going to have her come back anytime she would like to. Jeremy, give us your three E's again really quick before we move on. Educate, engage, and entertain. Educate, engage, and entertain. Do you like how I put it? The Jeremy's. The Jeremy's. Yeah, yeah, lots of multiple E's. So uh, uh, the, the person in the fun seat today is Jed. Jed, how are you doing? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. Jed, the first time that I was able to go to a studio with green screens, Jed invited me to... And it, it was it wasn't laid out this slick, but how do you what do you think of our setup today, Jed? Well, it's not an Italian villa that took <laughs> one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to paint, but okay. it'll do. Yeah. So I was on a I was on a docu series uh, that Jed invited me to be on, and and the guest was in one chair and had a green screen behind him, and then I was in the other chair and got a green screen. And Jed, I didn't tell you I got I got it in the mail. I got the footage. I'm. Really, Good. Not, really not uh, a future documentary. Uh, Documentarian. Yeah, I'm not, not going to do those too much, <laughs> but at least it was a fun experience. And so I thought, hey, um, Jed, in, in your experience, having dealt with different kinds of media, especially copy, copywriting, um, how important is it to be a little prepared versus overly scripted? Overly scripted can can be a good thing for the right person, but it can backfire horribly. Uh, for for a person, so can under preparing as well. Um, I, you know, I, I've heard it said that uh, for for every hour of of speech that you give, you should prepare two to ten hours uh, in the background, just so when somebody throws you a curveball and asks you a question you weren't ready for, ask you to be on observing others' podcast. Correct. <laughs> then you're ready for it, and you you don't need to. Think about what to say. It's already in the back of your mind, and then you're okay. So, so. Jed, tell us about, we call it bold um, bold networking, but will you tell us about bold negotiating? Yes, I'm with the Bold Negotiator, and I work with Philip Danielson. 
And he has spent an entire lifetime learning the techniques of negotiating. And, you know, last Friday, he, uh, I was talking to him and he was touting the benefits of one of his friends who, whose niche in negotiation is procurement. And I said, Phil, what's your niche? And he said, my niche is building and strengthening small to medium-sized business negotiation teams where that business then can increase their net profit by 30% by helping out, uh, you know, by giving clients not only more of what they want, but getting them to thank you for charging them more because you're giving them value. I think, so I've been to one of these bull negotiation uh, um, luncheons or lunch and learns um, Steve Rich was there. They 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 talked about um, uh, different um, marketing tools and techniques as well. So uh, the one I went to wasn't about just negotiating, but boy, th- there's an element in my business, of course, about negotiating, especially when you're dealing with real estate transactions. Um, there's an element in dispute resolution as far as an attorney when you're dealing with trying to mediate or mitigate and trying to resolve issues. And part of that is 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 not necessarily a win-win, but it's it's both parties being able to walk away feeling like they had a voice at the table. So I, I definitely know the value of the importance of getting and and having negotiation skills. But one of the reasons why we do Media Kit Monday and some of the other activities as we do is that we want to role play. We actually want to practice and rehearse. And so we're adding to what we call the perfect week. Theater Training Thursday. Sweet. And, and that's going to be basically improv for business and or role-playing for business. Because as a sales trainer, in my experience in the past, um, there was a lot of uh, scripting and a lot of talking. But unless you actually just get right to the heart of the matter, kind of like our hands-on conversation we had earlier, Danielle, and actually role-play, you're not you're really not rolling up your sleeves and you're not getting in the water. You're just fishing from the side of the stream. Absolutely. And I think that's, as Jed was saying before, you know, um, whether you learn something in advance, like if you're working on a script and you know it too well or you don't know it well enough, those both come into play in that theater theater realm. Um, like Greater Tuna that just closed. It's more comedy, so if something goes off rails, it's funny and it's okay if the actors know how to improvise and make something happen. Our next show right now is Macbeth, which is full-on Shakespeare, and you can't improvise. You can't <laughs> improvise nope. that type of, of talk and language and, and algorithm of of speaking and, and things like that. And so I think the, the beauty of these potential theater days of learning those rollers overs and stuff is because you have to know how to be caught off caught off guard. And I think there's a benefit to learning something in full as is and knowing like being the right person to pull it off and then having that comfortable ability to be like, okay, it went off key, but I need us as a team to figure out how we're going to get back on. Hey, something you on track. that's awesome. And something you don't know about Jed is Jed sings opera. Mm. Now, Jed, I'm not going to make you uh, on media kit Monday sing opera, but I can see Jed in open mic Theater Training Thursday, singing a little bit of opera to our studio audience, and that is his form of practicing that day. Would you do that? Is that something you would do? 
I would do that. Uh, if you really want me to torture your audience that way, <laughs> no, that's... But you and I have talked about fine. this before. That, that's, that, <laughs> that's that version of Bad Art Night, but that's one of your art forms, right? Is it, actually singing it, opera. It is, yeah. So, yeah. so um, my art form is not juggling. We learned that today. But um, <laughs> sometimes I doodle and I crafted some fun fun balls well, you're also you're a creative in the way that you do design work and stuff like that. There's so many forms of art. I am not a theater person. I'm not a performer, but I find art in problem solving. Like I think there's so many different ways to look at it. And I don't want anybody listening to be afraid of our concept of theater Thursday. It's yeah. not really acting. It's going to be that role playing and just being comfortable, like speaking in front of people. So right. it's it's that public speaking class that maybe you were afraid of, and it's like more people prefer to die than pe- speak in public. Like that's a fact. And so we want to um, bring that comfort zone to people in a different way. And theater just sounds fun. Well, and one of the things that I've learned um, over the years, getting old enough to be a grandpa now, is that uh, you do not have to niche yourself into one small thing. You can expand your your what you consider to be your art. For me, I spent over 20 years in orchestras and bands playing uh, bassoon and then I didn't start singing until college and now I'm getting into art because it's fun. And I, I didn't have that opportunity before. And, and now I feel like if, if you feel like there's something you want to do that builds up other people and makes people ha- happier, you should do it. Right. Whether that's woodworking or art or well, rolling balls not, down yeah. a, a <laughs> You know, treadmill. It doesn't have treadmill. to be for other people either. Yeah, it can be for yourself. Happy. Yeah. Like the finding that creative outlet for yourself can helps you manage stress and it helps you manage your day to day. And so whether you're creating art and maybe you don't want to show it, that's okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be for, for anybody else but yourself. Yeah. And, and one thing Phil's taught me uh, about negotiation is you don't have to be a jerk. That the art of listening is absolutely paramount. And that was new to me. And so he's taught me much about... Uh, how do I listen to what you're saying, Danielle, and 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 get to the heart of of what we do? And I I can't wait to watch your Macbeth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come opens up. That's Friday. awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, Jed. Thanks for being on the show. We we are inviting you back. In fact, let's have you back on on a podcast if you'll do one just with you talking more about you and more about the bold negotiator. Is that something you would do with I'm us? happy to do that. That is excellent. Yep. You have been officially recorded. Awesome. Um, to, <laughs> so it will, it will, it will happen. <laughs> Good. There we go. We, we appreciate you being here today. Thank so, you. I appreciate it. So we've got another guest in the house and in the fun seat in the fun seat. I said, we have a lovely house, peanut right? gallery today. So. Yeah. So, uh, David, welcome back. Hi, David. Uh, excited to Hi. have, David here. He's been to our podcast before, but David, when you were here, was the microphone broken or how, how, how was your experience, microphone experience? Do you remember? It, it, I mean, it was uh, my first time doing a podcast and okay. uh, I wasn't talking loud enough into the mic. So uh, it sounds you sound be, great right now. Yeah, it so. sounds pretty good right <laughs> now. We put the best mic in the guest the guest seat. Okay, I we think it the, was the holder. It was the microphone holder. Yeah, the that. microphone holder was okay. like swinging all over the place. David, say your last name because I don't ever pronounce it correctly. Mar Donlu. David Mar Donlu is with us today. He's been to Media Kit Monday before. He, in fact, he's. I I think you've been pretty loyal. We're having a Tucano's Tuesday on the first of November. Here's my little pitch. 
we're calling it Thankful Tuesday, where we're going to um, collect gift cards for Open Doors. I'm on the Open Doors board, and instead of using freezer space, we're actually going to collect gift cards for the the donation box so that the recipient can go out and buy their own turkey. And because, like, for example, one of the distribution days is like two days before Thanksgiving, and that'd be a hard time to try to thaw a turkey. So this year, we're going at our Thankful Tuesday, collect the donation of a gift card for um, Thanksgiving. And the reason I'm saying that is David was a, was a gracious donator last year. I won't say the amount, but uh, he, he went above and beyond, and I really appreciated that. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for being with us here today, and hopefully that you'll be able to be here on Tuesday at Tucanos for that. Come in. Oh, excellent. So, David, tell us about what's been going on in your neck of the woods as far as technology. Well, as far as technology, I think there's a lot of um, mergers and acquisitions in the IT space, and it puts its... Uh, it creates its own unique problems. Um, you know, it's kind of like seeing the old AT&T, you see IT firms uh, rolling up nowadays. Um, uh, cybersecurity is a, is a big deal, and people trying to integrate uh, multiple systems together is kind of the, the headwinds that I'm, that I'm seeing, and that's kind of like the update. Um, yeah, that's like progress report. Well, interestingly, because y- y- he doesn't lack in work, and he doesn't lack in... And ever be, in fact, he's probably too busy because it seems like with hardware, software, and infrastructure, the whole networking thing, there's never a dull moment because there's usually something going wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah the, the more moving parts, more problems. Yeah. Definitely. And so all over my head. Like, <laughs> it's like, I feel like I could probably listen to David talk for hours and be like, he sounds so calm and great, but I don't know what you're talking about. And I think the last <laughs> time we, we brought you on, we did like these little 15 second um, commercials afterwards. And it's like, tell everybody what you do in like 15 seconds. And our challenge to you was like, take it down for like the layman um, because we're not sure. So I'd like to ask you that again, like David, for us and everybody who's sitting here at the peanut gallery, what actually do you do? <laughs> Jeremy said next to me, he's like, I don't know either because it's so over our, over our heads in order to like um, – be able to give referrals and tell people about that. I need to be able to explain it a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, um, the best way to describe it is, uh, managed it and software companies have a complex end of month. And what I do is help them simplify and automate a lot of those areas. Simplify and automate. Yeah. Yes. So that's, and then the next question after that is like, how, what's I mean, would that be like, is it it like you say end of month? So is that like accounting and payroll and all those types of things or? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, these companies are rocking and rolling, um, you know, to begin their, you know, monthly, you know, cycle, you know, they, they're selling software, hardware, project services, um, cybersecurity. There's a lot of, a lot of different products and services. Uh, okay. And then at the end of the month, it's, um, Time to close the books. Let's uh, let's get these invoices out. Let's um, let's reconcile all of our accounts and let's do reporting and taxes. And what I do is I make it simple for them. See, and I can relate to all those last things you there just you, you just said. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I love that boiling it down into what an, I don't think you boil something into a nutshell, but breaking it down into something, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, the best way I could describe it. Anyways, was end of month, but the, it's a work in progress. So. Well, I think that was great. That is really awesome, dude. Thank you again for being with us, and hopefully uh, 
you'll come back again and give us some more updates and 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 I'm looking forward to uh, sweet sodas and limeades at Thankful Tuesday, and I'm glad mm. that you're able to join us for mm. that. Let's see if we have someone else in the house that wants to join us in the guest seat. And, uh, oh, we do. We have somebody else coming down. Again, David, thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Kelly. So our setup in here, we've got lots of lights. Um, it's an optical illusion, Tiffany, because these lights, there's no cameras going, just lights. <laughs> but I really liked the, the the hope and the belief that one day we'll have this as a video podcast. But right now, it's just all audio. But Tiffany, how are you? I'm doing great. This Hi, is my Tiffany. first time, so be gentle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome. I think the lights help, too, because it's the observation of when you when you walk in and it lets everybody else observe what we're oh, doing. Ab- observing others exactly that's right so what do you think so far i think this is very interesting this is a great concept that you guys have being able to invite other people in to talk about what they do and this is really cool well let's start with there and tiffany tell us what you do excellent (laughs) so i am the economic development coordinator at the business resource center over at davis technical college campus so yeah so i've been to some of the events that they've had in the morning where they've They've gathered with Kaysville businesses and done things. You did something last week called Meet the Money. I wasn't able to make it, but I want to know more about how the reception was for people who needed loans or needed a better uh, grasp of what the opportunities that the local, state, and federal government provide as far as financial business assistance. I think that sums up Meet the Money, but tell us how it went. Tell us about that. Yes, it actually was a huge success. It was my first time actually having to run the show, so it was a little intimidating on my part, but um, with the Small Business Development Center that is housed inside the Business Resource Center, the biggest question we get is, how can I get capital? So that is what we did. We wanted to bring businesses together with people who lend money, investors, lenders, grants, and educate them on all the amazing options that they have for their businesses so that they can make the best informed decision for their business. And they had several sessions too. So they had one in the morning, they had one in the afternoon. I think they had one a different day. Didn't you run it as one of your Thursday events as well? Yes, we did one on Tuesday in the morning. And then we did one on Thursday up in Morgan uh, in the afternoon because we were really trying to accommodate different schedules because we totally get people are running their businesses. So it's hard to leave their business to go to these kind of events. But we wanted to try and make it as accessible as possible. I think that's brilliant that you were able to take a large look. A lot of times people just bootstrap. A lot of times people finance their businesses with debt. So they go into debt to do it. A lot of times they try to reach out to what we call an angel investor or an early seed investor. And these people are, are, are not donating. They're investing and either want a percentage from the return on their investment or a piece of the pie, and then one step bigger than that is the venture capitalist who actually is trying to get them through an A, B, or C, maybe even D, E round of funding so that they are fully financially fit to either go public as an IPO or be a privately held company. And with all of those layers, that that just even my describing it can be overwhelming to the small business person. So be able to say, hey, there's a way to customize it, maybe bootstrapping, which sweat equity is the way to go, but maybe an SBA loan. So a friend of mine is recently getting an SBA loan and, and more power to him. He's been in business for years and this will really infuse the working capital that he needs 
on a daily basis because most of the businesses that I work with as a turnaround specialist have problems mostly with cash flow. Their second worst problem is their lease or their their payment for the building they purchased. But the number one thing is literally their cash flow. So if you could get a line of credit or if you could get a small business loan, if you if you participated in the PPP program or the EIDL program during COVID, you know that the, these resources are, there's a nominal interest rate. Oftentimes some things have been forgivable. It's pretty amazing. And, and I think, isn't that what you discovered, Tiffany, as these presenters were talking about their niche and what they do? Yes. And there's such a vast array of different opportunities for these businesses. And that's exactly what we wanted to show them is whether you just have an idea right now and you just need that seed money, we can help you here. If you need to sell your business, we can help you here. If you need a new building, if you need new equipment, there's so many different options out there for you. Okay. So Tiffany, we're introducing something called Whiteboard Wednesday. And you know, Jeremy and Danielle, I think that we should have a Whiteboard Wednesday at the Business Resource Center right there in the Davis Technical College uh, campus because our idea for Whiteboard Wednesday is literally instead of writing on a napkin with a friend at a restaurant or drawing on a chalkboard at home, we're allowing businesses to come in with early seed investors, accountants, attorneys, others who can help them with the most embryo level, the most seed level of their idea so far upstream that they haven't even created a business or done anything with it. And we don't expect pitch decks. We don't expect great PowerPoint presentations. We just literally have, if you've got an idea, we've got a whiteboard. What's your million dollar idea? Awesome. Tell me about it. You know, and we want to protect people's ideas with non-disclosure agreements and things. So our whiteboard Wednesdays will happen like once or twice a month. But again, Tiffany, I would love to have a whiteboard Wednesday at the business resource center and just let people throw their idea up on the whiteboard. Come on over. That is so exciting. See, she nailed it. Did you see Jeremy? She said yes. <laughs> like a W. See, a win win. See, Tiffany, the reason I say that is this this was my one idea. And I tried to pitch this to people. And some of these investors are like, well, why would anyone want to do that with if there wasn't money behind it? I'm like, it is so far upstream from where you are as an va- angel investor or as a venture capitalist. That if a person just has a fun idea and wants to sketch it before they pitch it, we're just going to do it on a whiteboard. Simple. If you, all of us have ideas and just, it's almost like instead of speed podcasting, which we're doing today or speed networking, which we've also done at Tacanos. Now, weren't, Tiffany, haven't you been to one of our Tacanos events before? Yes. Yes. And they are well attended and oh my gosh, the food is amazing. We love it too, because it's so un. That to what we talked to Jed about, it's so unscripted. It's so just organic, casual conversations, laid back, um, more or less just um, dialogue and conversations between the people and the parties around you. So will you come to Thankful Tuesday if you're not um, in a meeting <laughs> on the first I love that we're just like roping people in by recording them <laughs> saying yes. Yes, because I love it because it's just like having conversations with friends. You right. just are chatting with the people around you, getting to know them better. And it is, it's a great networking idea. And we try to do that here and, and in the lobby and it's still our ultimate goal. But at, at Tucano's, they have a new manager and we're going to do a podcast with Deneen and with Christy, the new manager, just before our Thankful Tuesday but they used to require that we all had to be there. 
So we're all gathering in this lobby of this restaurant, not knowing what to say. <laughs> and so we have to actually talk to each other because, you know, you're just like, okay, we're waiting around. And that actually became part of the event that was serendipity that we had no idea that people would want to come for the first 15 minutes as we're waiting for people to arrive to actually have introductions, meet and greet, um, introducing different people to people. So when we say it starts at a certain time, it's part of that gathering time, but we're going to up it a little bit. We used to say 11.15, we're doing it at 11 right when they open. But yeah, uh, Tiffany, I'd love to have you back there for that and introduce you to some people and you introduce us to some people. It'd be awesome. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Do we have anybody else in the audience who would like to join us? I think that might be it. Okay. I think we're done for the day. I think we're done for the day. I'm excited about everything. And I love the the concept of the whiteboard Wednesday because it's to me it's also conversations. And oh, it's yeah. maybe, like you said, investors, like, why would I come to that? Because the people who are starting with their ideas may not know how to write a full presentation. Like, what should they include on that in exactly. order to get looked at? Like, it's, it's that extra step of knowing um, how do I get to where I need to be. Yeah, and so the so the graphic that I'll put up sometime when we do a whiteboard Wednesday starts with the ideation or the idea, then the whiteboard Wednesday, then the media kit Monday where you're building the content or you're trying to make some of the pitch deck or some of the slides or some of the vectors. And I still want to do that. When we have enough people, we'll break out and, and I'll let Jeremy and Danielle take over the podcast and then we'll hammer out some good graphics in on the conference room. But then what we're calling Funding Friday is this ability to meet with investors once we've gone through this evolution from idea to whiteboard to, and oh, and then add the role-playing and the, th the tr theater training Thursday or that Thursday element. We called it last podcast, the perfect week. I still really like it. Won't happen all the same week. In fact, most of these will probably just happen once a month. But the idea is take an idea from its earliest inception and send it down that river and then collaborate and have that confluence happen. And I think people will see their ideas um, reach whatever fruition they're going to reach. Maybe they're never going to be more than just a fun conversation. I don't know. We can try. We have to try, right? That's right. We've, we've, we, we have committed to trying, okay? In fact, we've called these sometimes a practicast because really we're still practicing trying to figure out how to get the cameras working. <laughs> but I think, so this Jeremy was the first time the mics all worked, but we plugged them in. A W. Danielle right. had figured out the light, the colors and the right slots. I do not guarantee it will work this way next week. And the right sockets. Okay, so next week. Somebody take a photo of all the cords so we know what, where they need to go. There is no media kit Monday next week because it is thankful Tuesday at Chicanos at 11 a.m. That's the Chicanos at Station Park. Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us. Class and trouble having fun. Danielle, thank you for co-hosting. Always a pleasure. Thank Everybody you, in the peanut gallery, thank you for joining us. And I know you'll be back because I know you see the value of observing others. <laughs>